It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas here with you. We're taking a deep dive into Auburn's wide receivers today. Zach, before we get into that, okay. I do have two quick questions for you. Real quick. I hope they're quick. Rapid fire. All right. So two Auburn adjacent news stories come out of Mississippi yesterday. Okay. Number one, Ole Miss retiring Eli Manning's jersey during the Auburn game. If I'm not mistaken, the current Ole Miss quarterback wears number 10. Do you? Does that make you nervous at all for the Auburn game? Um, no. Okay. Uh, second story, Kylan Hill running back at Mississippi State says he's not playing unless they change the state flag. If he, in fact, does not play, do you think – what? how much do you think that increases Auburn's chances to win that game? Um, Auburn's winning that game anyway. Okay. But I do think it helps. If their best player does not play, it helps. Yes. Yeah. All right, sweet. So I, uh, I've got all of the wide receivers on the roster written down here. And I have a question to ask about each of the wide receivers. Wow. Not the new ones. Okay. You can ask me about the new ones. Okay. I will. But all right. So uh, we'll just go in order. Anthony Schwartz. We're going in order by jersey number for those keeping track at home. All right. So Anthony Schwartz, obviously number five. He'll be a junior this season. Uh, freshman, he had 22 catches, 357 yards, two touchdowns. As a sophomore, 41 catches, 444 yards, and a touchdown. So almost doubled his output as far as catching. But... um. Worst average per catch. My question to you, is Anthony Schwartz going to be the number two? Is he going to establish himself as the true number two receiver in this offense? I think he's got to. Like, I don't really think you have another option, if that makes sense. Right now, uh, we'll go through it with the rest of the receivers, but it's not going to be, excuse me, it's not going to be Eli Stove because he's, you know, your your slot guy or whatever you want to call him. And, and, Besides that, it's a bunch of true freshmen or redshirt freshmen. No, they're true freshmen. It's a bunch of true freshmen who you're kind of a, a big question mark about. So uh, unless one of those true freshmen step up and take his job, I don't really know where the other option is going to be for Auburn. Okay. I uh, I don't think there is going to be a clear number two. I think it's going to be Seth and then a massive drop-off. But we'll see. We will see. I know a lot of people are really high on Schwartz. And I think he is good at what he does. I think kind of what he was last year and the year before is kind of who he is. But um, we'll see. Maybe he takes it that, that next step. I know it would be huge for Auburn if they did that. And I think Bo Nix can help him do that. And Seth Williams can help him do that. All right, Javaris Johnson wears number six. Uh, he will be a redshirt freshman. I assume they redshirted him. What will be the upside for Johnson this season? Being on the team still. Perfect. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he had some legal trouble recently. Nope, that was Sheffield. Deshaun Sheffield. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. That's fine. Never mind. I got the J names mixed up there. You're okay. Javaris Johnson's a very athletic, and he was kind of seen as, I think he has a chance to be Eli Stove after Eli Stove is gone. Yeah. So, like, I'm not expecting a whole lot of him this year, but maybe he finds a way to kind of make some explosive plays when the backups are in. I think that's kind of it for Javarius this year. Yeah, Alcorn State game going to be huge for him. Uh, I, I'm serious. Uh, you're you're kind of laughing, but 
if he can make an impact in that game, maybe he earns a couple uh, a couple more snaps in the next game, and and you can kind of build from there. Yeah. Um, I would like to apologize to Javarius Johnson for mixing him up with Javon Sheffield. That's okay. We'll get to him in a little bit. Um, but Javari- he's the guy. Everyone's really excited about the quickness. Um, in 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 very athletic in his class when he came in he's right. a littler guy like Eli Stove and yeah I agree with what you said Zach this is probably not his season I agree I think uh, I think 2021 will be where he gets a really big chance but then you look at the new guys and we'll get to them eventually it's like well could he get buried on the depth chart I don't know uh, number eleven Shedrick Jackson he has, he just had two catches for 31 yards last year but. There's this buzz that it really seems like Bo Nix likes him. You and I have talked about that a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going into his junior year. He was on the field a bunch just because he blocks so well, and he's very physical. And even uh, even earlier on in his career, they put him on the field in Wildcat situations because they liked his physicality. I think Shedrick Jackson is going to take a huge step in 2020. So uh, my question to you is, does he outperform Sal Canella's production from last year? You and I have talked about that's kind of the role that you and yeah. I see him in, that big slot, just because they keep on the field to block on the perimeter. Do you think he can outperform Sal Canella from last year? Well, to be honest with you, Zach, this is if someone is going to unseat Anthony Schwartz, it's going to be um, Shedrick Jackson. Okay. Like, as the number two guy? As the number two guy, whether it be in snap count or, or catches, because they'll leave Shedrick Jackson on the field more often because, like you said, they love his blocking. Uh, I mean, if when we think back to 2013 and 2010, um, one of the big things you notice in watching those games is how often the commentators are gushing about receivers blocking downfield. Right. So Sal Canella's stat line in 2019 in front of the program, 10 catches, 188 yards, two touchdowns. So can Shedrick Jackson eclipse uh, and beat those stats? I think he can. I think he can, yeah. And I think some of that is going to have to do with Morris spreading the ball around more. That's kind of been the talk with what he's going to bring to this offense. But I think a lot of it's going to have to do with Bo Nix. I think Bo mm-hmm. Nix is just going to get better. I, I agree with both of the things that you said. And it did seem last season a lot of times when Bo would leave the pocket, he would uh, look for Shedrick. So. All right. Cool. So we're on the same page there. All right. Eli Stove wears number 12. If you listen to the show, you probably know that. Uh, he's going into his senior year over his career. 92 catches, 827 yards, three touchdowns through the air. But he's also been very productive on the ground. 48 carries, 503 yards rushing, four touchdowns on the ground. So he averages over 10 yards a carry. Yeah, I mean, a lot of pop, especially early on in his mm-hmm. career. Um, one, a lot of people with Eli Stove say that, you know, you're, you're hearing that he's, he wasn't still fully healthy last year. He was kind of still recovering from that injury. We're going to see a whole new Eli Stove. That's kind of the camp I'm in. I'm very high on Eli Stove this year. Does he have more yards from scrimmage than he did last year? So he had 321 yards through the air last year and 57 yards rushing last year. So what is that, 378? I'm going to say yes because I think that, I mean, he could pop 57 yards in one run. That's true. And so just, you know, hedging your bet here, I think yes is the right answer, especially if he's not fully healthy. Um, I actually think the offense is going to spread out more. 
one of the things that Gus likes to do is those tight formations where you end up with like 10 guys right next to the ball and one receiver spread out. Mm. Uh, and I, I think we're going to get a little less of that with Chad Morris. I think we're going to get more, you know, four wide receiver sets and things like that. Yeah, Eli Stove, I mean, I'm all about Eli Stove 2020. I think he is going to be Auburn's number two guy, probably, as far as total yards, because he he and Schwartz are both involved in the running game. But I don't know what it is, but I'm just not, I, I don't think Schwartz is going to drastically increase his output from a year ago. His 440 yards through the air. I don't have his rushing yards in front of me, but I mean, obviously, he made an impact. I mean, the the Texas A&M run comes to mind think, last year. I think that was pretty much it, though. Maybe. I mean, I, I just don't. I, it seemed like he was more effective in the running game. Yeah, he's just he's so fast. Like we talk about. I mean, he's he's a blur out there, and we everyone it seems like is kind of like how can you not find ways to get someone that fast the football. And I think the big thing is, is like, how good is he as a receiver? I mean, you could be yeah. fast, but you know, how good are you? Who, how good are you as a receiver? Let's see. In 2018, he had 27 rushes for 211 yards, five touchdowns. Then last year, 11 carries for 118 yards, and that Texas A&M run was a big chunk of that. So just two touchdowns on the ground. So, yeah, I mean, he he took a step back as far as running the ball last year, but Seems also like- how much of that is him, and how much of that is his usage. I was going to say, it seems like they used the receivers to run the ball a lot less in the last season than they did in the uh, the two previous, just based on what you just said in Stowe's numbers and Schwartz's numbers. But um, uh, those two guys are going to have to step up in the offense this season. And I think most people, me and you included, think the offense is going to improve. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially the passing game. and. I, I, yeah, I even think the running game. All right, Zach Farrar, Sheffield, Seth Williams, all those guys coming up next right here on Locked On Auburn. Michael, I talked about uh, kind of the major bummer yesterday that I ran out of my box of Built Bars, and I went to BuiltBar.com. I used promo code Locked On. I got $10 off my order, um, but it's not here yet. I mm. assume it'll be here either tomorrow or the next day, but, yeah, I'm just kind of in limbo right now. I, they, you know, I went to order, and 16 different flavors – they all look fantastic. All the ones that I've tried have been great. But, yeah, I went with peanut butter brownie and the uh, the caramel, the salted caramel chocolate. Wow. Yeah. And this is a health bar. Yeah, it's a protein bar. And, you know, it tastes like a candy bar, but uh, it's actually it's actually good for you. Very low calorie, very low sugar grams. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it seems too good to be true. But, hey, it is. It is. Science is looking into that stuff, so it must be legit. So, BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first box. Also, you are, uh, you've been dabbling in the scotch game. Ooh, big scotch guy. And uh, Frisky Whiskey has made it much cheaper. You and I work in local radio, so you know we're, we're, we're trying to you know make our dollar go the farthest, and it's worth it to make the, uh, the few-minute drive not over a wealthy man. To, uh, to Frisky Whiskey. Well, Frisky Whiskey helps you out. Absolutely. Um, I have scouted out the cheapest gas stations in my area Okay, and for gas, and then I drive to Frisky Whiskey. I crunch the numbers. I've done the math, guys. It's cheaper for me to drive to Frisky Whiskey in Georgia across the border to buy my liquor uh, just because of tax difference. Yeah, Alabama has the fourth highest tax rate on distilled spirits in the country. Uh, so if you buy two handles of liquor in the state of Alabama, you're taxed. 
just under $20, $19.15. Georgia, ranked 37th in the country, and uh, that would be a tax rate of just under $4. So, I mean, we're talking about a $16 difference. So that is a, that is a big deal. Also, if you're into lottery tickets, they can take care of you uh, there as well. Tobacco, anything you want. Are you feeling lucky? I think we're all lucky at Frisky Whiskey. Oh. Yeah, so check out Frisky Whiskey just off of I-85 in, uh, in West Point, Georgia. Zach Farrar is a guy that uh, you know I've been very high on. Um, I had him in our top 10 X-Factors list, and you made fun of me for it. So whatever, that's fine. He's going to be a senior. He only played in two games last year, three catches for 41 yards, two touchdowns. Does he battle Shedrick for the big slot role, or is he just going to kind of be Seth Williams' backup? I think it's more likely that he battled Anthony Schwartz for Schwartz's role. I mean, again, I'm not the the clearest on the roles of the wide receivers. We had Justin Ferguson I, on I know. to break and, it down and, for and, us. And that day, I got it. I was like, I'm ready. And now that we're talking about we it again, We should have listened to that in preparation for this. Yeah. Um, but Farrar was billed as this like big, tall, fast guy who's going to do most of his work down the field. And uh, I, I guess technically that's Seth Williams' position. But I feel like that's not what Seth Williams does. So I don't know. I'm back to just I don't know when it comes to these receivers. And how uh, much of it is going to be Morris that changes that? Yeah. And how much is like it, it – like I was talking about Shedrick Jackson earlier when we were talking to Sal Canella. Sal Canella said that Shedrick Jackson can play any of the wide receiver positions. That's true. So we've got him penciled in at big slot. But what if he ends up being an X but flanker? I don't sure. even know. Yeah. I don't know what the – Nine, one, seven. Seth is your nine for sure. For sure. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where Zach Farrar fits into this. I mean, they went out and got this guy. You got a feeling they want to use him his senior year. Yeah. Maybe not. Was he a a play three or a play two? I think he was a junior on the last year's roster. Okay. Uh, And so... I guess he only played in two games. They very well could have redshirted him. He could be a redshirt oh, junior. Yeah. I'm, not, not? I'm not positive on that. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know if okay. he used his redshirt before he got to Auburn or not. Okay. So, um, I lost my train of thought. All right. You good? Yeah. You want me to go to the next guy? <laughs> I guess. All right. This is a guy you're excited to talk about. Number 16, Deshaun Sheffield. Um, he's either a sophomore or a redshirt freshman. I assume they redshirted him. Uh, two rushes for just 30 yards last year. My question to him is or to you about him, is does he play in 2020? I, I don't know. I now, mean, you, you mentioned the legal, legal trouble, trouble that he got in yeah. off the field earlier. I don't think he plays in 2020. I mean, you, you go through all these guys, and we haven't even gotten to the talented new guys coming in. It's just like why, you know, if you're going to yeah. do things like that. I mean, Malzahn does not typically do well mm-hmm. with guys like that. He typically I mean, moves on even, pretty quickly. Yeah. Even this, I mean, you go back to Sean White. The guy was your starting quarterback and then made some – off the field mistakes and it was like yeah. okay bye. You can go back to Duke Williams, who was a starting wide receiver, had some off the field trouble, and he's yeah, he, like okay bye. He may be bye. the most talented wide receiver under in the Malzahn era, just as far as pure talent. And Gus kicked him off the team, so it's Gus is not going to just like stand for that. He very notably does not mess around with off the field stuff. So um, I hope Sheffield's done some groveling and can get his. Uh, 
get his stuff together here. Yeah, seemed like a talented guy. There was some excitement and some buzz around him, you know, possibly his, his junior or senior year kind of making some plays for Auburn. But we'll see. We'll see. And, um, yeah, I think that's kind of it. Uh, number 18, uh, Seth Williams. Maybe you've heard of him. Going into I his junior like, year. I feel like we've done every receiver. Like what? <laughs> We're not even a number 20 yet. <laughs> we've done all of them. Uh, well, most of them are in the teens, so... That's uh, wild. Yeah, actually, it is. It is kind of wild. <laughs> I'm looking at the other guys. I'm like, huh. Um, yeah, so uh, last year, 59 catches, 830 uh, yards, eight touchdowns. In 2018, 10 ca- uh, in 10 games, he had 26 catches for 534 yards and five touchdowns. I think the big question here is, you make the jump from 530 to 830. Do you then make that jump to 1,000 yards? Is Seth Williams... All- Auburn's mm. first thousand yard receiver in seemingly forever. Uh, Seth Williams could go down as one of the best wide receivers in Auburn football history. We talked about it a yeah. little bit last week or two weeks ago, how close his numbers are to being top two or three in every statistical category. Right. If he stays four years, which I don't think anyone really thinks that he will, right. he'll be probably number one in every statistical category for Auburn receivers. Um to answer the question you asked, I think he gets there. I think uh, unless a number two receiver at, from anywhere, whether it's receiver, whether it's a tight end, whether it's a running back who catches the ball out of the backfield, if a number two option doesn't come on the scene and the other teams are just able to double or triple Seth on every play, I, I think it's going to be tough for him. Then it's going to be a big challenge for the coaches to find a way to scheme him open because you got to get the ball to him. I think – the 2020 season for Seth Williams will be the best season for an Auburn wide receiver ever. Wow. What does that mean? I think over a thousand yards. I think, uh, I think he gets double digit touchdowns. I think that's enough to do it. I mean, Auburn's got a lot of history, a lot of good positions. They don't have a whole lot of history at wide receiver. I think if he gets over a thousand yards and has 10 touchdowns, I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, can you, like they've got Terry Beasley. Yeah, and Darvin got close. No, Dar- I'm just saying like when we talk about I don't know, like a supremely elite Auburn wide receivers. Like it's like Terry Beasley. Yeah, as far as history, I mean, it, you you mentioned, you know, like you got guys like Ben Obamanu and uh, I mean I mean even guys that are like doing well in the league now. With you know Darius Slayton or or Sammy Coates, but yeah, just when you I mean Courtney Taylor, a friend of the program, I mean he he was an awesome Auburn wide receiver, yeah. but he didn't do that. So I, that's uh, that's kind of my thought process. So I, I think he's got a chance to do it. I mean him jumping from eight thirty to a thousand and getting two more touchdowns, yeah, he can do that. Yeah, a hundred and seventy yards is I mean potentially two catches. Yeah, or just you know give him a catch a get extra a game like yeah. he's getting there. Um. All right, number nineteen, Matthew Hill. Uh, looks like he's going to be a redshirt sophomore. Last year he had eight catches for I can't read my handwriting. It's either forty six or forty eight yards. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a lot of talk about what his role is going to be. Is he just going to be a special teams guy? Is, is he going to move over to the defensive side of the football? There's looks at him playing safety. My question to you is: He had eight catches last year. Does he get to 15 catches in 2020? No. 
Does he get to eight catches in 2020? No. I don't think so either. He's a defensive back now. Uh, those were the reports before spring, and I don't think that they're going to go back on that uh, now. Unless the argument is, hey, he didn't. we didn't really have enough time to get him ready due to the weird offseason that we're in, and we want him to be on the field. Unless that's yeah. the argument you want to make, you know? But, I mean, he has been a special teams all-star for Auburn the last two years. I yeah. mean, the, the speed and the tackling ability that he has has been unreal on special teams. All right, we got uh, some other guys to mention, and we'll j- also jump into uh, some of the, the new guys that will be freshmen in 2020 right here on Locked on Auburn. Coming up! We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, just going to kind of breeze through these. Tommy Naismith is number 30. Cameron Payne is number 82. Malcolm Russell is 83. And Jackson McFadden is 84. You want to talk about any of them? Are we talking walk-ons? I think so. You know who you haven't mentioned yet? Who? Sawyer Pate. Nope, not a receiver. (laughs) Not a receiver. All right, touching on some of the new wide receivers that are coming in. Elijah Canyon, 6'4", 201 from Broward County, Florida. Zavian Capers, also 6'4", 192, Alfreda, Georgia. J.J. Evans, 6'2", 192 from Montevallo, Alabama. And Kobe Hudson, 6'185", 185 from Pine Mountain, Georgia. So kind of got a mixture of different guys coming in. You got two ginormous dudes that are going to be, uh, be studs on the outside or in Malzahn's big slot down the road. I don't think we really necessarily know yet. And then you, you look at it and it's like, all right, well, Kobe Hudson screams, you know, put him in the middle of the field. Yeah, and people really like Kobe Hudson. Uh, a lot of people think that Kobe Hudson is gonna play, and like, and I'm confused because like we've been there. Well, got, we just went through we it's like, all God, these receivers, a bunch of guys, and, yeah, and, and guys that are established and whatever, and still reports are like, no, 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 like you don't get it. Kobe Hudson's gonna play. <laughs> I, okay, he was a quarterback in high school. Yeah, but he's a natural wide receiver. <laughs> is what all the reports say. So we'll see what that looks like. I'm like, what does that mean? I would love for Kobe Hudson to be good enough to get on the field day one because that means he is a stud. Yeah, like I'm laughing, but at the same time, it's like, cool. I hope he's. I hope he is that good. Yeah. That'd be awesome. All these guys, their playing time in 2020 got decimated by COVID. And you, you yeah. really hate that because I wanted to see the Kobe Hudson hype go full steam into fall camp. I wanted to see him, you know, get 10 catches on in the A-Day game. And everyone would be like, yo, Kobe Hudson is like the next Odell Beckham. Get on out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just it's just not going to happen this what, year. What number is Kobe Hudson wearing? Uh, it, it wasn't on the website. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, I, they don't have the official rosters up yet. You're right. Uh, how do you pronounce Capers' first name? Is I, it? I've been I've been saying Zavian. Okay. What are you saying? Zev Zevian. Wait. Now it, I lost it. Well, it's Z E apostrophe V I A N. So that to me that is Zavian. I think I've been saying Zevion. Zevion. I would I don't think know. that the apostrophe breaks it up though. Yeah, I don't know. 
I have no idea. That's why I asked. I truly don't know. If JJ if Evans know. at 62192. Yeah, if you know 205-502-4285, leave a voicemail. Please. It's weird that we got a guy who's 62192 and it's like, "Oh yeah, he's like the middle-sized receiver <laughs> in this class." <laughs> yeah, no. We're in a un- uncharted territory for Auburn wide receivers. I mean, there's no two, doubt about it. They two guys that are 64200 and then a guy who's 62200 and then a guy who's six foot one eighty five. Like this is a I, I, at nothing else. They got some freaks at a, athletes out of this class. <laughs> yeah, and you know we've been looking to recruiting a whole bunch lately, Zach. Um, and one of the things that everyone's been talking about is like, well, they got a bunch of really big dudes in this last class. So in this class. The 2021 class, they're probably looking for shorter wide receivers, more of the insights. And I'm like, who cares how tall they are? Yeah, just go get like, dudes. Yeah, like just go get guys who can play. Like Kobe Give me Hudson, eleven Kobe Hudson. Yeah, please. supposedly Kobe Hudson is a middle of the field guy, and he's six foot. Like, look at these guys who go play in the NFL. Like, not a lot of the, I don't know. Like Christian Leary is the big one, right? We were talking about him, and then he went to Alabama, and the guy is like five ten, right? One what? One seventy five or something, and he's just really fast. And I'm like, I mean, that guy's not gonna be uh, like he'll be fine at Alabama, obviously. But like, right. when he goes to the league, that's a huge question mark. He's five ten. Yeah, like he's the same size as his defensive backs at, or smaller. That's true. Once you get to the and like, you know, yeah, in college, it, it, it is wild that Kobe Hudson's six foot and he's seen as this like tiny slot guy. Yeah, like he's not a small human being. But he's a natural wide receiver, Michael. Yeah. Still would love some clarification about what that means. I, like, it's the ball skills, baby. That's what I would have think that it meant like route running. Uh, yeah, I think all that kind of like goes something together. About, like yeah. he just like gets it somehow. Right. That's like, a, also watch, one of this the dude, things. Watch this dude cut. When I'm like, uh, when people are like, oh, he can't run the whole route tree. I'm like, well, what? What the heck has he been doing while he's been a wide receiver the whole time? Like, or they're like, does he get tired after 15 yeah, yards? Like, like, what's what's up with that? Or they're like, oh, at Baylor, he's asked to run two routes. I'm like, seriously, that seems really easy to defend. Like, he's either doing one of two things. So how do they ever score a touchdown? <laughs> he's going deep, or he's running a post. Like, that's it. That's all he does. <laughs> It's very hard. Receiver is just one of those positions that just when they hear scouts break them down, I'm just like, what? <laughs> huh? Or they'll like they'll only use one type of release, and I'm like, interesting. I was watching this NFL draft thing, and it may have been back when Gruden was doing it, but they had Julio, Julio Jones when he was going through the draft process, and he explained like how he has six different releases in his tool belt, and he like broke all of them down. For Gruden and Gruden's like loving the whole thing, and I'm like, whoa, there are six different types of releases off the line of scrimmage. Like that is crazy. I I can't even like try to think of six different ways. I mean, I know you can like stem in or stem out, but like I, this goes back to what I'm like, are there some guys who can start by like start with their first step being right? Or their first step being left, like they can't. That was do both. some of it, but some of it was like how you pin your body against the guy, or like which way you step. Or you know how you—I mean, how you kind of combat where the guy's standing. Like he had three different options for like however the guy was standing in front of him. It's crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Kickers are the same way. We—I uh, interned when I was interned at the network. Um, I was interned at the same time as Cody Parkey, 
And he's like, dude, every kicker is like totally different. There's like 16 different like kicking styles. And I'm like, really? And he's, I mean, he's like, yeah. And I'm like, which kind are you? And he's like, Venetary. And I'm like, of course. Of course. you. I, I, everybody wants to be Venetary. Like, <laughs> I just, this is just one, like, I don't know. Kickers are weird people, man. Um, just in general. All right. Can you imagine? You want to call anybody out real quick? N- n- no, but it's like being a it's like a goalie in soccer where they're just like, oh, he's just we- a weird guy. Okay. And like, can you imagine being someone who like you go out, you practice every day, you work at one thing over and over, that kind of repetition, right? And then during a game on Saturdays, you basically stand and on the sideline or sit on the sideline for. 59 minutes and 58 seconds and then they're like okay zach come win the game well i have ice in my veins so it's no big deal it's just like and then you just walk out you hit the kick and your team wins and you get to like run around and do the chomp in the swamp and like you're the hero right or you miss the field goal hit the upright or whatever and you get death threats you can't do the chomp in the swamp anymore i'm sorry can't do that yeah can't do that please be respectful to the florida people you could in the old days but yeah you know you you miss it thursday you hit the upright whatever and you know you get death threats and like that's just wild and there are people who willingly sign up for that they're like yeah i'll do it that's fine (laughs) they're like please coach (laughs) me. where can people find you and hear you uh follow me on twitter at couch potato Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackberry, the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn, and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We will see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.